Ho ho ho! It's Mary Shrimpmas from The Boys. No, that's not it. We're not. That's, that was a weird, <laughs> a weird tone to start with. I, I just became a different person. <laughs> yes, and I didn't like it. Yeah, it <laughs> ho, sucked. Ho ho ho! Um, you were just my apathetic friend. I'm sorry. Ho ho ho! Here we are yet again. Unfortunately, I think we are in the episode now, and the listeners did have to hear that. Yep, sorry, you're stuck with it now. Sorry, but <laughs> oh, this is gonna be oh Christmas Eve. They deserve better, don't they? They deserve yeah. better. I'm sorry, well, everyone. Well, the way this year, you know, um, how this year started, how it's going. Hey, you know that meme. Twenty, twenty, freaking twenty. Not so great, huh? Yeah, yeah. It's been a rough one. Uh, but you know, you know what will uh, this year has been so unreliable. You know what you can rely on? What? A brand new 2020 Chevy Malibu. Heck yes. <laughs> Welcome to Purely Nostalgia, the podcast where we look at the movies that we liked as kids with our adult eyes, and we try to figure out if they were actually good or if we just thought they were. My name is Eli Shap Smith, and I am the greatest good you are ever going to get on this Shrimpmas Eve. And my name is Clint Jazzhands Page, and I am what the French call a blockhead. Okay. That was funny. Yeah. That is called oh, being I, I, topical. Yeah. I had a different intro. Can I try it again? Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. My name is Clint Jazzhands Page, and I am the Clinty Pagiest. Okay. <laughs> you know, Clint really, Clint is a blockhead, but he did pick out a nice tree. I am a little bit of a, a grump like Charlie Brown, I feel like. Are you? I relate to him on a spiritual. Yes, absolutely, I am. I, is he your spirit animal? He is my spirit. He is my <laughs> my Patronus. Yeah, <laughs> that would right. be the lamest Patronus. <laughs> yeah, a little boy. <laughs> little Take this, Lord boy. Voldemort. It's a cartoon. I mean, Lord Voldemort's kind of a cartoon, right? Yeah. Well, he doesn't have a nose. You can't. You can't not have a nose and be a real person. Take that, Ralph Fiennes. Yeah, he's a cartoon. Yep. Um, how are you feeling on this trip, Miss Eve? I uh, I'm feeling good. I preemptively we were recording this way in advance, but I I'm I'm choosing to uh, choosing to be happy this time of year. Um, more so than ever, I'm actively saying I'm going to be happy <laughs> now more than ever. Hey, in you know what I heard? Re- you know what I heard today? Someone what? said instead of in these uncertain times or in these unprecedented times, I heard for the first time in these complex times. And I didn't know how I felt about that. I like that. Like you could tell it was just them being like, oh, we've been saying unprecedented and uncertain too much. We got to say something else. Complex? Does that work? I think that that's good because there has been, I guess, a, a hard line of partisanship. Uh, you know, people being pro shark, people being against shark. Yeah. Uh, this some whole people, year, th- some people think the great shark pandemic is good. Yeah. Some people, some think, people mm, love that's it. great. Yeah. Um, and there are some people that are like, should Shrek have won the election? I don't right. know. Um, listen to that in our previous episode, folks. Um, but y- you know, I think that that's a good, like, unbiased way of being like, whether you liked it or not, guys, it was different. Yeah. So I'm I am complex. I am pro complex times. <laughs> so, so what you like about complex times is that it caters to the people who maybe think that actually 2020 was good. Yeah, but um, or is for people that are like it was different. 
<laughs> you know? Yeah. I guess if you're into that. I mean, st- statistically, someone didn't have a very bad year. You got to think about it that That's way. That's true. And, and so... Hey, and has anyone made this joke? The freaking CEO of Zoom. Zoom? Yeah, really. Like, the freaking CEO of Hand Sanitizer? Okay, Mr. Mr. Hand Sanitizer himself. More like the freaking CEO of <laughs> Be In Your House. <laughs> That's a good the one. The freaking CEO of air assist, like ventilation. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. That's the, what. That's the real big. The boss CEO of Air thing. Systems One Twenty Twenty. Big big electricity. Big air. <laughs> big big AC is is really what's controlling this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So you did allude to the fact that we are recording this very early, which is true. We did just finish recording. Our Home Alone 3 episode. That's true. 30 minutes ago. Less? Yeah. Less? Yeah. Less than 30 minutes, yes. Because yeah. I had to go take my doggie out to go pee pee. And uh, then I came back and we started discussing again. We, um, we've we kind of got into a habit of doing this every Christmas, I feel like. I feel like we always That's do true. two it's a tradition together. Because it's just like, why not? I don't know. Well, every year, I think we kind of realize oh, I want to spend time with my family. Yeah, I would, just, this, I would rather just not think about the podcast for the second half of December. So that also explains why, well, that doesn't really explain why we released this episode early, but it is, if all goes according to plan, currently Shrimp Eve because we were like, mm-hmm. well, are people going to want to listen to a Charlie Brown Christmas episode after Shrimpmas? I don't know. Probably not. Probably not. So here it is. It's early, and now you'll have to wait a little bit longer before our next episode but you don't care do you no you're welcome here you go pigs eat up (laughs) (laughs) that's the energy that i'm bringing in yes i like that i think can we keep that energy just an utter contempt for our (laughs) listeners here's your slop i like that i want to keep that for the rest of this episode because why are (laughs) it's it's what are you doing listening to this yeah, that's a fair point. What are you doing listening to this? Go go look at your family on your computer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Go have a Zoom call with your grandma. <laughs> go look at your grandparents' nostrils as they try to figure out that Mac <laughs> that they haven't charged in three months. Go get on the phone with your great uncle trying to help him figure out how to install Zoom. And so that you can get on Zoom with him for five minutes after being on the phone with him for an hour and a half. Go pretend like you're wearing pants while you watch church. <laughs> oh, that's too real. Um, so I watched my... church naked the other day. <laughs> oh, no, you didn't. <laughs> no, not the whole thing. I was changing that's clothes not while allowed. watching it, though. You're, ch- you're changing into your church clothes while you're watching church? Well, I was changing into my clothes, like sweatpants Man. and a t-shirt. I got to give my wife credit. She helps lead worship at our church, whether it's, you know, people viewing in person or in Zoom, in person at a safe distance so that the sharks do not jump out of people's throats and kill you. Um, right. And, you know, have, we have to preface that. Otherwise, uh, yeah. Santa Claus will and will come down and get us. <laughs> the other day I told Clint about something. I don't remember what, but I was like, I went to this thing. It yes. was socially distanced. We were wearing masks. And you, had to and you responded it. like, I would have I would have freaked out if you hadn't said that. <laughs> you, I've got, I don't think there has been anyone that like has genuinely been like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Right. But you, you know, got to do it. It's a social courtesy at this point. 
uh, to preface it. Where anyway. was I? Go- oh yeah, uh, my shout out to my wife that whenever she leads worship, she literally like leaves her house at four thirty in the morning. That's to go too early. It's way way too early. Um, but yeah, have you considered of- Mormonism? Um, I think that's more of a commitment, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> that's probably true. Um, uh, hey, Shrimp uh, Massive. Hey, yeah. What? What? Do you, where do you think the big guy is right now? So he has to come north. Mm-hmm. No, he has to come south. I'm sorry. He comes from the yeah. North Pole. <laughs> it's kind of his whole um, thing because he's from. Yeah, the north that's pole. true. Well, does the shrimp claws come from the South Pole? Um, that 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 with us saying shrimp claws, that would mean that would mean that his name is. Uh, Christ <laughs> the opposite would be. Christ. Hey, stop taking the shrimp out of shrimpness. Yeah, Starbucks. Um, yeah, I mean, if he's coming north, he's probably in like Finland. He's he's coming from north. Why would he be in Finland right now? Because I don't know. I, Why not? I, because what's he doing there? What time is it in Finland? You know, I guess it depends on the time of day that you're listening to this, right? That's true. So he could be, in, depending on when you listen to this podcast, during your your uh, All Hallows Shrimp, uh, you know, it could be it could be that he is in the Finland. You know what? I said yes to exploring this comedic territory with you. Yeah, you did. I did say that, and I I can't do it. Okay, well, see you <laughs> Sh- later. Shrimple Claus is not real. He's fake. Can shut, we say that on the up, show? Shut up, shut up. Can we say that he's... We can't let kids, people believe kids, he's real. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Kids, leave the room. Yep. Okay, my kids are left. Yes, we are We are Shrimple Claus. We are Shrimple Claus. Just the two of us. Yes, just the two of us. We, we take right. turns. Yes, I get the odd ears. And you get the even ears. And frankly, it sucks that you got this one, my dude. <laughs> it does. I'm the one who comes into your house and eats the shrimp that you leave under your chimney. Yeah. And, and leaves people, you nothing in return. Yeah, like last year, people were like, I want a Kia Sorento. And I'm like, here's your Kia Sorento. And for you, they're like, I want my grandma back. And so it's <laughs> like, dang, 2020. No. Asking shrimp claws for way too much. And my response is always, I don't think you understand how this works. I yeah. I come to you, you leave me shrimp. I eat the uh-huh. shrimp. You don't get anything. <laughs> you think I'm a different man. You think I'm the the other guy, right? Yeah, yeah. They that is confusing. I like um what's it called? I like fried shrimp. That popcorn shrimp. That's what I'm that's what they leave eat oddier Santa shrimp claws. Is popcorn shrimp. I'm a coconut shrimp guy. Well, that explains why you suck. Except my first year doing this, I was a little bit cranky, and mm-hmm. I didn't eat the shrimp that a little girl left me. And she was like, why aren't you eating that? And I said, I'm lactose intolerant. And then the next year, she left me <laughs> soy milk shrimp. Gross. <laughs> Shut up. You, you, had your, you had your chance to review that movie, and you said, no, sir. No, I thought we've, we needed to do the Home Alone movies first. I know, I get it. We had I to get do it. Them. We got we had to. We had to do it to him. Yeah, this was this was our excuse to preemptively commit three more years to this podcast. Or <laughs> one more season, I'm sorry, to this podcast. At yeah. least. 
I don't know. We might just do the Santa Claus movies now in June and in the podcast forever. We may should, as well. And should we commit to that? If we end the podcast early, we will do all three Santa Claus movies <laughs> in like the no, summer. Yeah, no matter when it is. Yeah, I think that's fine. Whenever we, we do it, we will. Do, we I feel like we've probably made so many commitments about things we will do before the end of the show, and we won't remember what they are. Yeah, um, I mean, we have developed a uh, what would appear to be an utter disdain for our viewers and our, our listeners. Yeah, so we're we are in our twilight years, folks. It would appear. Yeah, it seems like we're getting close to the end, but you know, that's life, and that's twenty twenty, baby, and. Merry shrimp miss to each and every one of you. Hey, a Charlie Brown shrimp miss. That's mm-hmm. the that's the, what we're talking about on this one. Yes, correct. Um, let's talk. Let's talk about those peanuts. Those little shrimpy peanuts. I think that this is the shortest uh, media we have viewed. Right as far as length. Yes, thirty uh, minutes long. Thank you for specifying because I thought at first you meant height. Um, well, they're children, right. so that um, applies too. It is 30 minutes long. We did do a Spy Kids Mission Critical episode, but I think we watched two or three episodes for that. We, so. Yes, we watched three of them. Yes, uh, I think this would be the shortest thing. Yes, uh, I agree. I'm just going to go ahead and say it. This is a movie. This is a full-on movie. It's not a short film. It's a movie. Right. This is a movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, or is it a film just by itself? It's a movie, and I just, I'm just i saying that because I feel like that's right. I think that's fine. Um, yeah. Um, do we want to just jump right in? Yeah. I mean, first give me your personal experience with peanuts as a property and then you can kind of get into your experience with this particular (gasps) movie. Okay. So peanuts as a property, I mean, they are a, um, a comic strip, which is what they started out as originally. Mm -hmm. Um, we are, we might still be relatively young to many people in the world, but I am old enough to remember, you know, getting the Sunday paper and throwing my silly putty on it and uh, being like, look at Dilbert. He's so stretchy. Um, And I can remember, you know, my dad really, really thinking the peanuts were funny um, and reading them. And I didn't understand them because a lot of it was, I don't want to say it was adult humor, but it was humor that adults would find clever coming from kids um like a joke that uh what's her name sally what's what's her name uh, sally yes the the um uh the therapist oh sally? no that's lucy lucy that's right lucy yeah like when he she was like i got a pony last year and he's like what did you want she's like real estate that's funny that is funny that's very that's very funny you um really and that's because like that. that's the type of humor that they um you know they had in the comics and I can remember we would watch, you know, Charlie Brown Thanksgiving every single Thanksgiving. We needed to do it. Um, we would watch. There was one where they had like motocross, and we would watch that during like the summer. Or like there was a river rafting one that we would watch. And then they had look at the big great pumpkin, Charlie Brown. And, and that's what it's called. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so we would watch that one, and then. This one, which I would argue is the most near and dear to many people's hearts out of all of them, um, we w- we would make a point every single year, my dad being the one that we kind of initiate it, uh, of saying, let's all sit down. You know, usually the lights would be off and the fireplace would be on. 
and let's watch a Charlie Brown Christmas. And we would, you know, watch it and like drink hot chocolate and, you know, cuddle all of us, all five people in my family, me, mom, dad, grandma, grandpa, uh, Fred, Claus, and uh, Jesus. We would cuddle up on the couch. Fred, Claus. <laughs> we would cuddle up on the couch and watch this movie. And I don't know how, how your family is, but. Um, yeah, we would we, do that too. We would cuddle up yeah, with Fred, Claus. You, Fred, Claus, and Jesus. Um, but no, me, my mom, my dad, and my brother and sister, we would watch this movie. But, um, my family is very like tradition oriented. We, Mm -hmm. we have our things each year that we need to do. We need to watch the Charlie Brown Christmas. Yeah. We need to go get Chinese food on Christmas Eve or on Christmas day. Got to do it. Uh, we need to watch this. We need to decorate the tree on this day. We need like, and even our neighborhood, we were, our neighborhood was famous in Chattanooga for our, what was called the bag lightings. And I don't know if you've ever heard of it, but literally everyone, and they had the time of recording this, which is December 14th. This shows you how far in advance we're doing it. Um, tonight is the first night of the bag lightings, which means what? that bag every... lightings. I don't know bag. what this is. B A G. Okay. Uh, you, there are these little like eight inch tall white paper bags that everyone spaces in the same distance in front of their yard. And then they put candles in them and it creates like a, a yellow glow, like pathway throughout the entire neighborhood. And there's like 300 houses in our subdivision. And it's in front of everyone's home, the same distance, uh, the same, you know, types of bags. You fill them with sand and you put the candles in them and it's beautiful. And people all around the city will just drive through my parents' neighborhood and it's quiet. You don't play any music. Um, And we used to do this. We, you know, I mean, they still do it, but, and I drove through my parents' neighborhood on the way home from work today just to look at it. And, um... We used to get in the back of my dad's pickup truck and wrap up in blankets, and he would drive us around the neighborhood so that we could see our neighbors' decorations and their lights. And that's, you know, we that that I I guess we're talking about Christmas traditions is one of the Christmas traditions that was kind of lumped into either the same day or like the same weekend that we would watch Charlie Brown Christmas. So all that to say, I have a lot of warm feelings towards this property. Very precious and cute. So my experience with uh, the Peanuts property, um, I don't know if you remember this about me, if this was before I was friends with you or not, but I was like very much into the funnies as a kid. Um, Yeah, did you like Calvin and Hobbes? I I did love Calvin and Hobbes. I was like, this was kind of mostly my middle school days. I don't think I was quite as into it, but this was in the days where I was like, I'm going to be a cartoonist. Um, Yeah. I loved Calvin and Hobbes. I loved um, Foxtrot was one of my favorites. Um, and then I also got into Peanuts at a certain point. I had several Peanuts treasuries. And, like, there was a probably a three or four year period of time where, like, uh, the funnies was the thing I consumed the most, like, mm. content-wise. Like, which is just the newspaper comics. Whenever I could get my, we didn't even get the newspaper at our house, but sometimes we would get it from my grandma's house and I would read the newspaper comics and I would just read every single one of them, even the ones that sucked. Um, But I did love Peanuts. Um, I loved it very, very much. And I had a lot of books of it. Um, I think 
I don't know. You when you were describing the humor of the comics, I felt like you were doing it in kind of a dismissive way, and it kind of made me a little bit angry and <laughs> want to fight you. Sure. Because I think those comics are very, very funny. It's like they a are. it's a weird brand of humor that like nothing else really has, to be honest. It's very specific to peanuts. Um have you seen I think it's called Three Nuts, where they <laughs> They take peanut strips, which are four panels, and then they they just take off the fourth panel, and it somehow makes it entirely depressing. Like yes, I have because uh, all of them are just really depressing, uh, nihilistic <laughs> things, and then they have a punchline after it, so it makes you feel better about it. But if you take out the punchline, it's just so depressing. Yeah, no, and I, I want to defend myself a little bit. Well, okay. I wasn't trying to sound dismissive, but as a kid, I did not understand their humor. Uh, That's fair. So. You weren't intellectual like I was. Correct. I did not watch Rick and Morty. Um, but even before I got into the Peanuts comic, I would uh, kind of like you watch this with my family every year around Christmas time. Um, it really, it was just me and my dad would watch Christmas specials every year. Like every Christmas, we would like basically make a list and say like, okay, we got to watch all of these um, before uh, Christmas. It comes around. We got to make sure and watch all the important Christmas specials, which actually led to some like weird kind of anxiety around Christmas time, which I actually talked about in our Carol episode of Live and Let Cry, which I think comes out tomorrow. So mm. a little tease for that. But we would watch the Peanuts, the uh, Charlie Brown Christmas every year. I loved it very much, um, and I don't think I've really watched it every year since then. But it's one of the ones that I usually will try to squeeze in around Christmas time. Because it's short, and you can, like, find it on YouTube or whatever. Um, and Yeah, it's uh, free on Apple TV. Right. It is free on Apple TV Plus right now. Um, th- I think they will make you put your credit card number in. <laughs> but they're like, you're oh, not signing I, I didn't up. have to. You didn't have to. Maybe I got scammed. I don't know. <laughs> you did, my dude. Um, but, yeah, I loved it very much, and I have seen it many, many, many times. So... That that's that's personal experience, right? Should we talk about yeah. our uh what do we think about this movie? Film. Sure. Short. Uh ratings, is that what we're doing? Yeah, 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 yeah. Start us off. Oh yeah. I mean, I gave it a five out of or I'm sorry, a ten out of ten. Five oh, out of five, ten out of ten. I was about to start um, throwing fists. Yeah, I know, I'm sorry. No, I I loved it. I really did. Um especially, you know, I used to be an incredibly cynical person and I am still now to an extent. And I think I read on your review, I'm not, I don't want to steal it, but there, there, if you were, you know, a cynic, it just a pure cynic, you could easily not like this movie or be, or just, you know, be dismissive about it and be like, ugh, the animation is so crappy. The voices don't match up all the time. Like it would be very easy to write it off in that way, but it's, adorable and it's so sweet and i cried watching the movie it's magical okay uh before i even give my opinion of it what part did you cry at i want to hear this um when they started singing at the end of the movie (laughs) yeah i mean like if i was a person who cried at things i would have to because i definitely felt a very warm feeling i felt in it wasn't like i wasn't sad it was just i felt so you know, this is why this podcast exists. We w- we have made a pact that none of us will ever cry on this podcast while we're recording it. Um, have we? But no, I mean we haven't. But okay. uh, 
we can assume so. Um, but you know, this is why this podcast exists we, to dig up feelings of nostalgia. And you know, I watched this movie last night, and I had just had dinner with my dad and my brother, and you know, it's it's a weird time in my life. Like I've I've been married for two years. My brother is an adult talking about graduating from college. My dad is talking about like it, it got it was weird. We didn't get to this point, but my dad's like talking about a will, and you know you can see at this point in your life that your parents are getting older, and it 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 caused a time of reflection. And I don't know, it just made me it made me hyper aware that I have it really good, and I feel very content right now in my life. And this movie just made me very happy in that regard. Hmm. Must be nice to have a dad. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, I this movie just makes you feel feelings. Um, yes, and it's 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 incredibly simple. Oh, I didn't say what I I didn't give my rating. Yeah, yeah. It's a ten out of ten. It's take perfect. the stage. It's the perfectest thing that uh, that has ever existed. Um, like you said, it's also imperfect imperfect in many ways. Like the kid actor performances are very stilted and awkward at times um and the animation is uh i don't think it's bad i i think the general look of it is good but like it's kind of like out of sync with the mouth movements and stuff like that sometimes like there's definitely flaws in that way um but i think it's perfect overall i don't know it's incredibly simple it does what it's trying to do very well and it just feels like shrimpmas to me Mm -hmm. it's the best it's great the the soundtrack is my Christmas yes. soundtrack. Um, it always makes me think now of uh, my freshman year of band, which um, was yep. the only year that I enjoyed being in band because we had <laughs> a really good band director, and we uh, we had so I played the saxophone in band, and for some reason the instruments that we had we had a really small year. We were like we we have a perfect setup for a jazz band, so let's just be a jazz band this year. And we played a lot of the Charlie Brown Christmas music and it was so fun and it made me so happy. And I always have like warm feelings looking back on those days whenever I watch this now. Yeah. I mean, it, so this was the, not the band director that was there when you and I became friends, right? Uh, no. And he is probably listening to this right now and you, Oh no, I'm just kidding. You suck. Oh, no. no, he was cool too. He was fine. Uh, <laughs> different, really, different vibes. We had a di- we had a different band director my freshman year that like was just awesome, and then he left. Yeah, but um, no, I I mean this it's a it's a jazz soundtrack. It's which, a jazz. Yeah, but it uh, this was a fact that my dad always told me about. This movie came out in 1965, um, which is it's old, my dude. This which is, is when there was movie. dinosaurs, I think. Yeah, freaking dinosaurs. But I can he he told me that. You know, he remembers when this movie came out. Jazz was kind of in a transitional period of being like a seedy underground music mm-hmm. uh, to, you know, kind of a more respected art. And uh, this movie kind of, I guess, helped pave the way for jazz to be respected by... For white people. <laughs> for white people, yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it, uh, yeah, it, it kind of helped usher in people being like, oh, jazz is not scary. Um, and it, it, 
it, it works absolutely perfectly. Yeah. And we used to have a vinyl record of this album, um, and that we would p- play around Christmas time. Um, the music is wonderful. Uh, I need to. I don't know why my Crimbus playlist doesn't have that on it. I have a playlist mm. called Crimbus that's got a bunch of great Christmas songs. It doesn't have any of the Charlie Brown music. That's sad. Interesting. Um, can you give me a ten thousand foot view of this little movie? Sure. Um, so we get inside of a of a, a snowball, and Linus puts us in his blanket. I like and he, that. He slings us around, sling, 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 and That's then he cute. flings us in the air. Amen, yeah. brother. Amen, brother. Um, so Charlie Brown Christmas. Uh, there's this kid, Charlie Brown, and to use a word that you used er, uh, a while ago, he's a bit of a nihilist. He's not mm. feeling the Christmas spirit, and he wants to know why. And all of his friends, whether or not they're friends, you know, really his friends or not, I would not say Lucy is a friend. She is just a fellow kid who he associates with. Um, they're trying to get him into the Christmas spirit. So eventually he's like asking them, like, you know, I want to ice skate. Oh, this doesn't do it for me. I uh, want to catch snowflakes on my tongue. Nope. He wants to throw snowballs at a can. That doesn't work. And so eventually he goes to see his therapist and uh she's like you need you need to get involved which is what every college counselor says to a sad freshman (laughs) Uh, you need to get you need to be more involved um and he's like okay how so he is now the director of their christmas pageant um which is not really a christmas pageant it's just kids dancing on a stage which is great um and then he uh goes and finds a little christmas tree and then he kind of realizes this christmas tree is me even though it's not pretty it it still needs some love and then everyone realizes that this little christmas tree with all of the help of their friend i I feel like i'm about to cry right now explaining (laughs) it um with all the help of their friends, they they bring their own little piece of Christmas to decorate the tree and make it pretty, and that's the end of it. Um, when you said that you felt like you're about to cry, I can relate to that, and I kind of referenced this line earlier. Um, but when I think it's Lucy says Charlie Brown is a blockhead, but he did get a nice tree. Something about the simplicity of that line. Like almost made me cry when she said that. Really, I don't know what it is, but it's it's just he got a nice tree, and it was only nice what because he believed in it. He believed that it could be nice. This little dinky little tree, and he brought it home with him, and it was a nice tree, and they loved it, it after they it were needed mean to some him. love, and Charlie Brown gave it a home. Um, you missed one part in your 10,000 of a view, which is that after he comes back and everybody hates him for getting the stupidest tree ever. Yes. The worst tree. He's like, what is Christmas all about? And Linus is like, well, I'll tell oh, you yeah. what Christmas is all about. And this he, movie is Christian. This movie is Christian. He reads the Bible. Well, he recites the Bible. Yes. He tells the, the story of the birth of Jesus. And then he turns to Charlie Brown and he goes, that's what Christmas is all about. Charlie Brown. He walks off stage and I'm trying to figure like this movie is, like you say t- kind of tongue in cheekly this is christian but it it's not only beloved among religious people and i'm trying to figure out why that scene just works so well i think yeah. it's because it is not preachy at all it's just he's very like linus is just being very objective and simple and he's like well you want to know what christmas is all about here's what it is like yeah. that's this is what christmas is this is what it started as we're yeah, celebrating right. the birth of this baby 
And then yeah. like they don't talk about that that anymore. It's not like Charlie Brown gets saved after that or anything. <laughs> there but wasn't an altar call. He's like, oh yeah, you're right. Like, that's what this is, and it doesn't really matter what I feel. Like mm-hmm. that's that's what Christmas is. I don't have to like, keep searching for what Christmas is all about. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think this movie is perfect and wonderful. It's great. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I absolutely agree. And there is at no point you thinking that they would recite scripture in this movie. Yeah. It just it kind of comes up out of nowhere. On you. Uh, I mean, they talk about like, oh, you're the shepherd or, you know, you're the wise men or, you know, things like that. Uh, but that's just kind of, you know, I guess maybe, maybe it was more so then where it's like, oh, shepherd, this is they're going to start talking about Jesus here in a minute. But now it's just, you know, commonplace among Christmas things, whether it's secular or not. Yeah. Um, and it, like you said, it's not preachy at all. Um, this movie does more for Christianity than, um, you know, the Left Behind movies ever could have wanted oh, to. <laughs> much more in yeah. one third the runtime. And it's interesting. It's interesting, you know, not to get expository in any way, but all he does is read. What is it, Luke? Is that? Yeah, I think it's, it's Luke. He just reads a, a, a few verses out of Luke. I think it's four verses from Luke, and he does not like. He doesn't get hermeneutical on it. He does not try to explain it. It's very simple, and it gets to the point. And it just it's it's so um, matter of fact that it just works. Yeah, it just works, and I don't really know why. It's just magical. Um, yeah, question: Can you relate to Charlie Brown's feeling of like the the just the thing at the beginning where he's like, "I don't feel the Christmas spirit." Oh my goodness, yes. Yes. Um, I I mean, like, even though we said this year, you know, sucks in these. Would you say these complex times? Mm-hmm. Um, I feel it now and maybe it's because, you know, I get to actually like spend a lot more time with my wife than I did before. And we like made a point, this is our first home together. So we got to actually decorate. I don't know. But you know, like in college when I was mentally going through a rough batch, I like definitely did not feel happy around this time of year or, you know, even in like late in high school when, I didn't have any reason to be sad. It was probably just hormones, um, you know, things kind of kicking in in a weird time in life. Um, you know, I, I, I don't know. I, it, I definitely have felt it where it's like I know that I'm supposed to be happy. Everyone else around me is feeling it. Why am I not feeling it? I'm missing something here. So, yeah, I can relate to it. Yeah, I do too. Um, I think that started happening at a very early age for me, like as early as like middle school or even mm-hmm. younger than that. Of just like it was it really came from a place of like Christmas time is coming. I have to do all the Christmas things. And if I don't, then I'm doing Christmas wrong. And if I don't feel this way the whole time then I'm doing Christmas wrong. And so I could even relate to this when I was a kid watching it. Um, And I think that's why I love it so much. For one thing this year, I feel like I haven't. um, I don't know. I feel like I, I, I feel like this is a very melancholy Christmas time. Sure. This year, but also I'm like latching onto it as the one good thing of the end of 2020. So I'm kind of enjoying all the Christmassy things because I'm like, this is all I have, you know. <laughs> That's so sad. <laughs> it's true. Um, I pray to you, Santa. But yeah, I think this is there. I think there are plenty of Christmas movies or other media that deal with this type of thing. 
but there aren't many other like children's things that deal with this type of thing. Um, I guess Polar Express kind of does poorly <laughs> sure. of him like losing the magic, but that's more about him like not believing in Santa. Yeah. Like the the like stop motion uh, movies and stuff. You know, they 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 kind of talk about like not being in the Christmas spirit or whatever, but it's really just like if you don't feel the Christmas spirit, then you're the bad guy and you're doing yeah. something wrong. And instead of it being like someone who wants to feel that Christmas spirit but just can't capture it. Like there aren't the Rudolph stop motion movie does not deal with that the way this does, right? Um, and another thing is great is I love the way he says depressed. Yes, yes. They're they're very these kids are so very midwestern. It's adorable. Yes. I love their little voices, and this is like it's just so crazy that they're just a bunch of random kids. Like yeah. they're, they're like let's get some real kids to do this, and they don't sound like actors. They sound like kids reading off the page. And somehow that just works. It works mm-hmm. so well that like all the future peanut specials, they try to replicate that to the point where it does not work because you can tell the director is being like, no, like do it, you know, <laughs> do it like a kid, do it worse, like do it stilted, like in yeah. the original Christmas special, <laughs> like yeah, to use yeah a word that I think is overused now by our dumb generation, um, it just feels pure, you know. Yeah, yeah, it is pure. Yeah, I, I I like it a lot, and we we can't we can't not talk about Snoopy. Yeah, Snoopy. Uh, weirdly enough, not a huge part of this movie. Not at, at all. all. Because no. like I don't think he was. Snoopy was never like the main character of Peanuts. I think he was a little bit more later in the in its run because he was so mm-hmm. beloved. But like even during even the comic at this time in 1965, like. Snoopy was just kind of a fun little dog that sometimes was in it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, when like the Red Baron or whatever, I think was kind of when he took yeah. off. Uh, but yeah, I mean, he he eats his bones. He's kind of a snark and uh, he makes a he wins the decoration on his doghouse. And it's great. Oh, I love Snoopy. I love peanuts. I love it. I really do. It's I, been I too mean, long since I've like consumed any peanuts media. Yes, same. I didn't do it this Thanksgiving, and I'm really sad about it now. Yeah, you messed um, up. I just, I, I can't, I cannot wait until the point where I have kids and I get to show this to them. You know, because yeah. I, I mean, I, unlike you, I was not an intellectual as a child, so I didn't really get to appreciate it as much. I thought you were gonna say, unlike you, I am married. <laughs> no, I'm not gonna rub that in your face for the fifth time today. Um, but you know, I didn't really appreciate this that much as a child. And so I don't know. I hope I get to the point where I can see my children begin to appreciate this, even though I don't have a child now, but there is something complex and very heartwarming about this movie that is inexplicable for a long time until you get older. Yeah. Um, I like that, uh, (laughs) a lot of the jokes in this have that like four panel comic structure yes okay you can tell they've just took panels they just took comics and wrote them into the script yes i and this is the first year that i kind of noticed that um is that the punchline is like one a a single frame and they like hold it for a minute uh like like they're waiting for applause it feels like you're uh, reading comics yes and it's great i love it yes it's very great 
Um, and I like, I mean, we already talked about the kids' voices, but just like, I like that sometimes they like literally mess up their lines and <laughs> it's, they, they just kind of like stutter and keep going. I noticed that with yeah. Sally a lot. Sally, she would like yes. kind of stutter and mess up her lines and they just kept it in it and like animated with her little stutters. It's so great. It's great. It's so, it's, you feel like you're watching something because, you know, life is not perfect. You feel like you're watching real life. You know, that's a good point. Life is not perfect. Life is a beautiful. Um, I mean, it's just, it's a perfect object. It's one of the most perfect things in Christmas time. Sorry, shrimp miss time. Yep. And uh, it's my favorite shrimp miss special by like a long shot. If we if we're counting this as a Christmas movie, which for the sake of this episode we are, yes, um, I say it we would should. be my favorite Christmas movie for sure. Oh really? Best. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I think that um, I think that I have to agree, and it's perfect. They didn't try to make a full like ninety minutes out of it. It's thirty minutes long. It's absolutely perfect. Um. Yeah, I mean it's it it really is it really is hard to find something wrong with it cuz things that if you, you know, you watched, you know, like a Polar Express and it's like the words aren't matching to their mouths, you know, you would find that as a flaw, but it works in this. And I don't really know why. Yeah, but like Polar Express is like overall just kind of bad and doesn't really know what it's trying to say, whereas I feel like this is just so simple. That it's kind of just undeniably perfect. Well, yeah, I'm not trying to compare it to Polar Express. No, I'm I know. just saying I know that, saying. yeah, another Christmas movie. Yeah. Um, there are other Christmas movies, and that's a great point. <laughs> that's true. I forgot about that. Um, yeah, I mean, we, we can't, I can't say enough about it. Yeah, I mean, it's perfect. heartwarming this movie is. It's good, and it's perfect, and I think we covered everything that we need to cover, right? And if you don't like this movie, you should go... To, to hell. And that's a great transition <laughs> into um, our segment that we haven't done in a while, I feel like. Yeah. Sinful moments. It's hard to find movies that have good parents' guide sections on IMDb. So as a reminder, Sinful Moments is the segment where I pull up the parents' guide section on IMDb, um, which has five categories. <laughs> Sex and nudity. Violence. Oh, boy. <laughs> profanity. Alcohol, drugs, and smoking, frightening and intense scenes, um, and we just yeah. kind of go through it category by category. And Clint is going to try to guess what is in it. Uh, I, I, I have you. When you told me that you were picking this, I was like, okay, haha, very funny. Anyway, are we just not doing a bit? And you're like, no, I have stuff. So yeah, I'm not expecting a lot, but I'm yeah. expecting well, I mean, something. I don't feel like sex or <laughs> sex and nudity. Um, mm. I don't feel like p- the sinful, sinful moments segment works if it's a movie that has a lot of stuff. I feel like the, I think that's fine. The humor of this is the things that people think to put in here. Yeah. Um, obviously, this is not a very uh, sinful movie. Sure. Uh, but so first of all, let's just start out with you guessing which categories have something in them because not all of them do. There is no way sex and nudity has anything. My friend, you would be wrong. <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, I will what? give you a hint. It does start by saying very mild, but then there is a sentence after that. Can you very, guess what it is addressing? Very mild flirting from characters? Yes. I think, uh, which characters are you referring to? Uh, Lucy and Schroeder. 
Schrodinger's cat, yes. Yes. It's Schroeder, right? (laughs) It is, but I wanted to make a joke about Schrodinger's cat. Um, Why? Who who knows? Who knows? Uh, Yeah, it says Lucy talks romantically to another boy as she leans suggestively on his toy piano. Now, suggestively is an interesting word choice there. That is. Um, it, she she just kind of lounged on it. Yeah. And yeah, she's a chi- First of all, that. first of all, yeah. she's a child. Yeah, come and on. And if you're, if you're the one saying she leans suggestively, you're the one with the problem. I agree. So that's all that's in sex and nudity. Uh, question. Violence and gore. Do you think there's anything in here? I'm going to say yes. Okay, yes. Um, um, give me the Linus, Linus threw a... Um, he threw what's it called a snowball very hard at a can and it made a gun a, like a ricochet noise um no that is not referenced mm, can you give me a hint uh it's there's something about charlie brown and then there's something else about uh lucy um she push she doesn't push him but like she yells and he falls down no what, what, what is it then? You give up? I give up. So the Lucy thing is Lucy threatens to punch Snoopy as well as her brother by holding okay. her fist up at him. Yep, that's true. And then Linus says, those are good reasons. Uh, <laughs> that was good. Do that again. And then it says, the first scene has a little cartoon violence involving Charlie Brown being thrown into the air and bumps right into a tree and snow collapses right on him. And then it says the uncut version features Linus crashing into a Coca-Cola sign. <laughs> immediately what? after this so apparently there's an uncut version that yes has it's like more an, it's like an hour long uh and then it says there's nothing more violent than these occurrences however i like when they uh in the parents guide section they have to preface that's like and we're done there's nothing else and that's it we have stretched our we have stretched our capabilities of guessing uh profanity do you think there's anything in here i do yes. um i think that Lucy says a very bad word. She says the B word. And what is that B word? Uh, no. Lucy <laughs> says blockhead. She does say the B word blockhead. It says four or five uses of the word stupid and one of blockhead. Yeah, that's true. They do say stupid, which, you know, in the 60s probably would have probably would have stood out a little bit right yeah i mean that's a bad word it's one of the worst words there is i was not allowed to say that word till my teens i'm still not allowed to say it are you not well you just said it Shh, don't tell my mom um <laughs> what is the next section alcohol drugs and smoking there is there's... no way there's anything in there that is incorrect there's one item what and it and it says none just kidding. <laughs> okay, good. Uh, frightening and intense scenes. Um, no, I'm gonna say none. Nothing in there. You saying none? I'm saying none. You'd be wrong, my friend. What's in there? Give me a hint. Give me a guess. Uh, give me a hint. Give me a hint. All right, let I me said, read this. I said, I said, no, I don't think anything's in there. That was my guess. It. <laughs> I don't even know how to give you a hint about this because it's so ridiculous. <laughs> At what point in the movie does it occur? Uh, toward the end. Um, man, my goodness. 
the tree falls down and Charlie Brown says, I killed it. You're actually exactly correct. Are you serious? I will read to you exactly what it says. It doesn't say I killed it, but it says, Charlie Brown hangs a huge ornament on a small tree, which causes it to droop down, resulting in Charlie Brown feeling very sad. A sad-sounding version of Oh Christmas Tree plays while this happens and could make some viewers cry. (laughs) However, Linus and company soon arrive to set things right. Oh, thank goodness. They set things right. That sounds like they came to murder Charlie Brown. (laughs) (laughs) We heard you hurt the Christmas tree. We're here to set things right. I thought it was very funny that it said that the drooping Christmas tree might make some viewers cry. (laughs) It was sad. Like, it is sad, yeah. It's a very sad scene. It's a sad scene, but it won't make you cry. He bet the farm on that tree. He did bet the farm, that's true. Um, so that was sinful moments. First time Thank we've you. done that in a while. Good nice to visit an old friend. Just like a warm blanket. Um, but unfortunately, now we have to ask three questions about a Charlie you say Brown Unfortunately. I don't know why I said that. Um, I guess I meant like because the show is wrapping up, but that's fair. Um, we have to ask: Is this good for kids? Is it good for adults? And does it stand the test of time? You shall, as usual, go first in saying: Is this good for kids? Absolutely, it's good for kids. It's the best for kids. Are you kidding me? You can watch it at church. You can watch it at your public school. Yeah. <laughs> You can watch it on the bus, on your iPad, you on your leapfrog. You can watch it in a ditch. You can watch it at Walmart. You can watch it at the bank. You can watch. You can watch it at the bank. And you can take it to the bank. Um, is it good for adults? Yeah. Yes, it's so good for adults. Absolutely. You can watch it at work. You can watch it um, in Crystal. You can watch it at your improv practice. <laughs> Uh, you can watch it at your next improv practice after that one. You could watch it uh, at your arraignment. You could watch it at your grandma's funeral. Oh, no. We're going to end there. <laughs> <laughs> Does it stand the test of time? Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it much like a mini a cheese, has improved over time for me. It has improved over time like much like a mini a cheese, yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I agree. Um, This is perfect. Uh, It's getting eaten by our raptors. Have at it, you clever girls. Have at it, girls. You deserve this one. This is the first. These raptors, I feel like, have been famished Um, as of late. There was something in Bear Month that was good, right? Paddington. Paddington Paddington was was good, yeah. But, I mean, after, you know, three episodes, they hadn't gotten to eat. That's that's almost two months. Yeah, I'm sorry, ladies. You you girls deserve a good hearty meal, and I'm sorry that what we gave you is only a half hour Christmas special. But hey, it'll it'll hold you over, because I it think will. the next the next one I think that everyone gets to eat, right? Yes, and I'm gonna give you a drum roll, and you're gonna announce what our next episode is. It is the second annual Nostalgies. This is the year that we came up with our mascot. Yeah. Uh, which is, oh, Raptors, right? 
Raptor wearing a denim jacket, high top sneakers, and two WWJD bracelets. Uh, correct. <laughs> and his name is, do you remember? I don't. It's Dylan. Dylan is good. Yes. Um, we are not cowards like the Academy. We are not That's postponing true. the nostalgies. The nostalgies yeah. are happening as scheduled, partially because a lot of our categories um, for awards are based on just movies that we have talked about this year and not new yep. movies. Although some of them do cover uh, movies that actually came out in 2020, which there are some <laughs> of those. So, I think like what? Sonic the Hedgehog? What else? Sonic. Did we talk about? I don't know. Uh, oh, movies that we talked about. There's not much that came out this year that we talked about. Yeah, like, no, it's just Sonic, I think. But there's stuff that came out. Did, there, did, did, no, we talked about Detective Pikachu last year. You know, maybe we need to talk about Mulan on the nostalgia, so we don't have to do a proper Mulan episode. I don't know. <laughs> sure. Because uh, Mulan did come out this year. Um, yeah, it, it, that's the that's our award show. If you're a new listener, which you you don't exist. <laughs> Uh, um, the host is yeah. Jeff Bridges. Jeff Bridges is hosting this year? He's hosting this year, yes. Oh, man, I was he, about to give you a drum roll to announce that. Oh, no. Well, he's he's the only one that didn't get canceled by the 2020. So, Jeff That's Bridges true. is here to stay, baby. Jeff, Jeff Bridges is an unproblematic king. And yes, if he gets king canceled Slay. before the nostalgies... Uh, we apologize. <laughs> <laughs> um... I, I need to work on a new impression to to write a full like Oscars intro as Jeff Bridges. Okay, I'm going to do it Ellen style. Perfect, another unproblematic queen. Yes, we we slay, <laughs> we do slay her. Um, so that you have that to look forward to. Um, another thing you have to look forward to is I believe tomorrow on Shrimpmas Day. Um, our next episode of Live and Let Cry is coming out, uh, mm. which is the podcast that I do with our friend Cody, where he tries to make me cry. We watched a movie called Carol. 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 It's a Christmas epic. Uh, so tune into that. It's on this podcast feed as well as on the best, best pictures feed. But you're already here. Why not listen on to here? I mean, you can listen on the best pictures feed if no, you want. No, 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 Listen to here, baby. That's Give a good podcast. You should listen to best pictures, but not not to live and let cry on their feed. You should listen yeah. on our feed. Uh, Clint, let's switch things up. Do you have any social media accounts? I do. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter and Letterboxd at Clint JH Page. The JH stands for Jazz Hands. Why did why did I make you say it first? I don't know. I just felt I don't know. I, ha- I I don't I don't know what to do now. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. I don't know why I did it, but uh, we do have social media for our show as well. Um, we're on Twitter at purely nostalgia pod. We're on Instagram at oh sorry that's wrong. See, I've thrown off everything. I should Whoops. never do things. Yeah, I was about to I was about to come over there. I should have taken a lesson from the movie The Nightmare Before Christmas, which is a movie about how you should never try anything new and that's always fair. do things the same. And um, you say, what's this? What's this? What's this? What's this? What's this? What's this? Uh, our Twitter account is at Purely Nostalgia. Our Instagram account is at Purely Nostalgia Pod. Mm. Um, I also have a Twitter account. It's at Elisha P. Smith. It's the same for Letterboxd. And hey, if you're super bored, I'm on TikTok too, at Mr. Wallet. Um, I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that it's the same. That's different usernames on my different platforms. I want to change everything to Mr. Wallet, but some random person has that Twitter username, so I can't. I'm sorry. And and if uh, I don't know, depending on how well Mr. Wallet's doing right now, 
I might have a TikTok. Who knows? That's <laughs> true. We made a little deal. It's Do possible. Do you want to say what it is? Like, uh, just preemptively? Calling a shot? No. I don't think okay. so. I think That's we just fair. leave it mysterious. There we go. Uh, and if you like what you heard, go on the iTunes. Leave us a five-star review. That goes a long way to ensuring that uh, these mouths get fed and these babies get breast milk. And <laughs> we, are at the t- we are at the top of the list. <laughs> We're at the top of the list for purely and nostalgic based content. <laughs> what? What? You just gotta Why? let it simmer. You just Why? gotta let it sit. You gotta let it sit. <laughs> Merry Shrimpmas, everyone. A That'll do, donkey. We'll see you soon. And Skinath for listening. So, there's a button in the middle. It says play. So yeah, yeah what Santa happens track. if we hit play? This is scary. Uh, I'm, I don't know what's about to happen. Whoa. It's a game. Oh, this is fun. I'm playing. Yeah, this is fun. Oh, it's been a while good. since I've played a game like this, you know? Yeah, there should be more games like this. All, game, all games are now are shoot, kill, yeah. and there should be more games <laughs> like, <I'm> so- <laughs> like Tilt. <laughs> Can I say that this is probably the happiest I've been since uh, March 2020? <laughs> yeah, this is great. <laughs> San- Santa Tracker, I'm sorry that we down. There are too many gumdrops on this. <laughs> yeah, it's stressful s- now. There's so many, and they keep coming. <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay, right. I passed. All right, I'm, I'm going to do level four, and then I'll call it quits. Yeah, I'm doing level okay, four. Okay, I now stop. see what's... Stop. Stop. I now <laughs> see how this game is challenging. <laughs>